Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Age of Radio. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, we are back. Another sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man, and as always, my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, uh, but uh, we could have better days, bro. Yeah, it was storming here. So we almost thought we were going to have to push tonight's episode another day and then push back uh, football slash NASCAR talk uh, day because of the storm. But luckily, it's far enough past. We can end up doing tonight's episode. So it's just going to be airing a little bit later um, than normal again because of the simple fact that, hey, life happens and we have to deal with it. Yeah, man, and... yeah, I mean, it was storming so bad that uh, it was just, we were on uh, national TV today. Yeah. Because we had a tornado come through. Yeah, tornado tore down a barn out by a, a, his uh, parents' house, so. Yeah. Crazy. But we survived, we're here, we're ready to go. Uh, to everybody who's in Texas, we hope you, uh, you know, are, uh, unfortunately you might not be able to hear us anytime soon due to uh, your recent power outage, but we hope you guys get your power back soon and everyone's safe out there in the uh, other states also that are dealing with this tremendous snowstorm. Unfortunately, we did see that we're going to have to do this again on Thursday. So Yeah, man, that's crazy. It's like, uh, you know that movie 2012? Yeah, the mind's it's got it wrong. 2012 and 2021. <clears throat> yeah, the mind's just got it wrong. He was dyslexic the calendar. <laughs> It was 2021, not 2012. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just making calendar. Anyways. So, you ready to talk some basketball? Let's do it. Some baseball thrown in as well? Oh, yes. All right. First up, we got the records for this previous week. Uh, We are pulling this off from ESPN.com. You can find all your NBA action from NBA.com, ESPN.com. Bleacher Report, of course. Uh, You can get it off of... I have the score. Um, follow my teams that way as well. It's a great app. Um, so if you want to use that as well, I recommend it. But here we go. The uh, list of each conference is going from the bottom to the top because that's how we like to go, don't we, bro? Rise from the bottom to the top. Exactly. That's how we're going to do it. We started at the bottom and now we're here. We're going to get up there at some point. And our fans are going to help us get there. All right. Starting off in the Eastern Conference. The Washington Wizards went 1-3 this past week. The Pistons went 2-1. The Cavaliers went winless at 0-3. The Magic and Bulls both went 1-2. The Hawks winless at 0-3. 
The Heat are beginning to rise as they went three and one. The Raptors went two and one. The Knicks two and two. Hornets are looking pretty good at three and one. Pacers went two and two. The Celtics one and three. The Nets defense is still kind of lacking there, but they're <laughs> just got to outscore them basically. At, so they got two and one. The Bucks and Seventy uh, Sixers finished at one and two. In the Western Conference, the T Wolves and the Thunders both went zero and three. Rockets went 0-4, Pelicans 1-2, as well as the Grizzlies and Kings. Mavericks had a good week as they went 3-0. The Warriors 2-2, the Nuggets 2-1, Spurs 2-1, Blazers and Suns undefeated this last week. Blazers 3-0 and Suns 4-0. Clippers 2-1, Lakers went 3-0, and the Jazz went 4-0. So the NBA standings as they currently sit for each division. In the Eastern Conference Atlantic Division, the number one seed all overall for the Eastern Conference, the 76ers, are 18-9. Then <clears throat> almost a New York Nets for some reason, but Brooklyn Nets. It's in New York, but still. Mm-hmm. Uh, sit number three in the conference and number two in the Atlantic Division at 16-12 and 12 and two and a half back of the 76ers. The Celtics are right behind them at 13-12 and 12 and four games back behind the uh, Sixers. The Knicks are ranked seventh in the conference right now at 13-15, and 15, five and a half back. And the Raptors are number eight, 12 and four, and five and a half back. In the Central Division, you have the Bucks, who are the two seed overall in the Eastern Conference at 16 and 10. The Pacers are five seed, or uh, five seed overall, in uh, number two in the division at 14 and 13, two and a half back of the Bucks. The Bulls are 10 and 15 and five and a half back. Cavaliers 10 and 17, five and a half back. And the Pistons are seven and 19, and only nine games out of first place. Likely they're going to get there? Not at all. In the dreaded Southeast Division, the Hornets lead the current division and are sixth seed overall at 13 and 14. The Heat starting to rise up, got to 11 and 15 in a game and a half back, as well as the Hawks are 11 and 15 in a game and a half back. The Magic are 10 and 17 in three games back, and somehow the Wizards sitting at 6 and 17 are still only five games out of first place in this crap division. Yeah, man, that's, that's crazy, bro. <laughs> it is. It's really sad. That whole division, not one team is above 500. Or at least 500 either. In the Western Conference, in the Northwest Division, the Utah Jazz, number one seed in the conference, sit 22-5. and five. The Blazers, five seed in the West, and 15-10 and 10 and six games behind the Jazz. The Nuggets are the seventh seed, 14 and 11 in seven games behind the Jazz. The Thunder are 10 and 15, 11 games out. And the T Wolves sitting ugly at 6 and 20 and 15 and a half games back. Mm. They would be in it if they were in the Southeast Division. <laughs> <laughs> in the Pacific Division, the Lakers are the number two seed overall in the conference and 21 and 6. The Clippers, number three in the conference, 19 and 8, and two games behind the Lakers. The Suns, number four seed, 16 and 9. As their record and four games behind the Lakers. The Warriors are the eighth seed at 14 and 13 and seven games behind the Lakers. The Kings are 12 and 13 and eight games behind the Lakers. In the Southwest Division, you have the Spurs leading the division at 15 and 11 and the sixth seed overall. The Mavericks are 13 and 14 and only two and a half back behind the Spurs. The Grizzlies, 10 and 11, also two and a half back behind the Spurs. The Pelicans, 11 and 14, three and a half back of the Spurs. And the Rockets holding on. At 11 and 15, and four games behind the Spurs. All right, brother, we're going to switch gears real quick and talk a little bit of baseball. Let's do it. First up, 
We're going to talk about them boys up in Boston, the Red Sox. The Red Sox appear to be doing a teardown and rebuild of their roster as they have traded away another outfielder and back-to-back off-seasons as, that, as, that, as of that. Andrew Benintendi uh, was traded to the Kansas City Royals. Last offseason, the team traded away Mookie Betts to the Dodgers, and there are no indications that the team will be re-signing outfielder Jackie Bradley Jr. The Red Sox outfield will look completely different than it did just two seasons ago. It may make one wonder if Chris Sale comes back healthy this season and even remotely likes his former Cy Young award-winning self if he might be moved to a contender at the trade deadline. Cooper, your thoughts on your former favorite team? I give shit less. <laughs> uh, truthfully, I, I'm glad they're disbanding that entire team. Yeah. Um, I think it, it's it's only fitting for the fact that they're a bunch of damn cheaters. Right. So, uh, yeah, man. Uh, it sucks, though. I liked Andrew Benintendi. I think he's a great talent. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we'll see what he does. Uh but as far as Chris Sales goes, yeah, I hope he gets traded for his sake. Right. So there you go. Yeah, because that team's not going to be much of anything uh, this year. And, uh, you know, go blue. Right. That's speaking, all I'm saying. Speaking of the team in blue, Dodgers fans can rejoice as their fan favorite and the heart and soul of the Dodgers organization, Justin Turner, had announced and shortly later confirmed by the Dodgers that he had re-signed with the ball club. Turner was one of the first cast-off players that we re- well that the team received via trade. I shouldn't say we in recent years that was in need of a change of scenery and some mechanic work mechanics work on their hitting that has turned to gold for the organization. Two other recent examples being Chris Taylor and Max Muncy. With the return of Turner, the Dodgers do have third base covered for at least two more seasons. Cooper, your thoughts on Red Turn Two returning to the Dodgers? Oh. We got the animal dog. That's what's that's right, man. I'm telling you, man, he he's crazy. He's cool. Yeah, I love his hair from beginning to fucking finish of the season. Yep, it's always interesting. So I I, I always think you respected his beard game too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely respect the beard game, man. Yeah, animal, animal, man. It's just good. Um, unfortunately, his defense has kind of dwindled um, in recent years as he's gotten a bit older. But, I mean, he's still a great bat. I would just like a little bit more of a third baseman who... game, yeah. Yeah, a guy who can play the field. I wouldn't mind Justin coming in and pinch hitting situations. Uh, if we were going to have a DH, a universal DH, was not a, which was not approved by the Major League Baseball Players Association for this season, I would have, wouldn't have mind him being the, our DH guy um, because, obviously, he can still hit pretty well. Yeah. But uh, so I wouldn't be surprised at some point this season though we wouldn't see Seager slide to third and maybe they bring up somebody for shortstop and then just let Turner come off the bench and hit in pinch hitting situations or when we're playing American League teams in the American League ballparks and he's play and he DHs in those games as well. All right, all right. So are you ready to switch gears back to the NBA? Let's do it, brother. We are going courtside. Ooh, I like that. We're going courtside. Going courtside. I wish I could sit courtside. One time. Just let me do it one time. All right. At a Laker game. Yeah. Even if it's in Miami or Orlando. I want to be there for the Lakers. All right. First up, the Dallas Mavericks seem to finally be getting their problems worked out as they started climbing in the standings and currently have a four-game winning streak. 
this has brought the Mavericks to just a game under 500 and a game out of the eighth seed for the playoffs. The Mavericks have the talent to make it to the playoffs, but still may need a veteran leader. Would not be surprised if we hear the Mavericks make a deal for that type of player. So, Cooper, your thoughts on the Mavericks starting to pull themselves together after it was just a week or, week or so ago when we heard Luka Doncic complaining about the team. Yeah, yeah, this is kind of kind of different. I was about to say that, too. You know, Doncic has been complaining, and, and uh, so... Yeah. It's kind of good to see them pulling themselves out of this little rut they're in. Mm-hmm. And really, it is what it is with the pandemic being the way it is. It's yeah. It's been hard on everybody. As far as like their strength and conditioning, all that, their time off, they haven't had much of it. So, I mean, they're, you know, they're getting back into form. So, we'll see what happens with it. Yes, sir. That's going to be definitely interesting to see. Uh, like I said, I think if they can just get a uh, veteran leader to kind of bring the team more together. Oh, yeah. Uh, this, that would definitely help. Uh, like a pretty decent wing player. They need a wing player is basically what they need is someone to run the wing for them. Um, if they can get someone to do that, watch, that team will be uh, a dangerous team in the playoffs. Not sure if they can make a deep run in the playoffs, but they're not going to be an easy out oh, yeah. by no means. All right. Speaking of teams on the rise, last year's – Finals runner-up, the Miami Heat, has slowly climbed back into con- uh, contention. They had won four straight games prior to their loss to the Utah Jazz on Saturday. The team now is only four games under 500 and in second place in their division, and all teams currently sit under 500 in the Southeast Division. It does appear, though, that if the Heat can keep this momentum and get to the All-Star break relatively healthy, that would be much-needed rest, and it wouldn't be surprising to see the Heat rise into playoff contention. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, their their division sucks, so uh, I think they're good to go as long as they keep keep trucking along and and uh, keep everybody healthy. They'll be good to go. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, I I don't see them needing. They don't really need much. Um, obviously, I think it, basically they just need to be healthy. Yeah, and they need that. And it. they need the All Star break. Yeah, get that they rest. definitely need that rest. Um, then get that rest and relaxation, chill out. Because, I mean, the regroup. difference between them and the Lakers, the Lakers, they kind of got to revamp with some new players. So they got fresh legs already, yeah. and basically Miami ran it back. And Miami ran it back. For so. the most part, yeah. Yeah. I mean, even though they did lose Jay Crowder, which uh, he's been doing pretty good for Phoenix. But anyway, but other than that, I mean, yeah, basically they just kind of went, hey, hey, we're going to run this back one more time. Yeah. And everybody's like, we're tired. Where the Lakers say, hey, we got a jolt of energy because we got fresh guys who weren't you know, playing all the way into the finals like who, <laughs> like we were. All right, man, speaking of the Lakers, the Lakers and Jazz continue to be two of the hottest teams in the league right now. Both are winners of seven straight, though the Lakers got tested the most with three straight overtime games, one of which was a double overtime game. And two of those came back-to-back games against the Thunder. It was it will be interesting to see who wins the battle for the top seed in the West, but we can't count out those Clippers who currently sit in the third spot in the Western Conference. Oh, why not? Can we just count them out already? No, because they won't die. I wish they would. <laughs> I feel like the freaking uh, TikTok. What? How did he not die? Because <laughs> they won't. It's like a cockroach. <laughs> They just keep know, coming. Man. I don't get it. I don't really care for the Clippers. Never have. But even now, now that they're good, I really don't care for them. So. Yeah, because now they think they're good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you gotta like, 
You got you got oh we're the LA team like bullshit bitch. You will never be the LA team. You nope. can you can you have to win twenty straight championships to even be considered that. We we know that ain't happening. Yeah. So you might as well forget about it. You might as well just go ahead and move to Inglewood and hope to God that you get some fans out there because otherwise you're just basically nothing. You will always be the San Diego Chargers to the Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> yes. And this is the way it's going to be. All right. And finally, a team that's in need of a change are the New Orleans Pelicans. It would just be a simple change in the fact that the team lacks a veteran leader. The Pelicans win all all in on young players, but the youth doesn't have the veteran leader to show them how to win on a more consistent basis. The team is loaded with young talent and could easily part with some plus draft capital and come away with a veteran leader to help them make that push into playoff contention. I would not be surprised if they tried uh, for a point guard to replace Ball as it seems that he is the most likely trade candidate right now or for a wing player. If this team could land Bradley Beal, watch out for the Pelicans. Uh, definitely, man. And the fact that they are, uh, you know, getting rid of Paul. What's his daddy think of him now? Right. I thought he was the best player ever. No, they they all said Lamelo was better. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, now now he's better. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was better now. Um, yeah. I I just I honestly because that's what really seems to be the missing piece for the Pelicans is a veteran leader. They did. They went all young. They got from the Lakers. Well, I mean, which which does seem it does seem like a good move on their part, but at the same time, when you've got them them young guys on the team and they can't stay consistent, they need someone there that knows knows the in and outs the of the game and knows you know what to do because I mean these guys are going out there they're playing every night they're not used to doing all that. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it wears on you. Yeah. So, to have a veteran leader in the locker room would help with that. Yeah, and, that, and that's why I think it, it would be beneficial for them to get Bradley Beal. No, Bradley Beal has not been really on a winning team, but he's a veteran who knows how to play the game right. Yeah. And he can show them how to play right, make them a team, come together, and push this team into playoff contention. Or they need any, I don't know who's available right now at, as in point guards that could become in and helping out um, to replace Lonzo. Lonzo's a good passer, but that's all he's good at. He doesn't. He lacks in leadership qualities, and he's not much of a shooter. Yeah. You need a guy who his can bring back on the bring it back a little bit on the passing, has scoring capabilities and leadership qualities exactly to run your point. And if you could get that, I mean, basically, if you can try to somehow trade for Chris Paul. That would help, but <laughs> that ain't happening. Yeah. I don't think the Suns are giving him up. Yeah, good luck with that. They, the Suns look like they're happy there, bro. Yeah, I, I just don't. I don't see. It's hard to say who they can get um, at this point. Uh, honestly, the only available players seem to be right now are uh, Andre Drummond from Cleveland, who's a center, and also Blake Griffin from the Pistons, who's a power forward. So neither one of those would help them. Um, in this situation, honestly. Uh, yeah. So, until we hear about a possible point guard being available, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens for him. Um, there's been word Victor Oladipo's available, but he's not much really of a point guard. He's more of a shooting guard, uh, even though he's more of a size of a point guard. 
uh, but he plays better off ball. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see how they uh, go about trying to figure out um, who to get. Because like I said, if they, but if they can get that leadership, that team will click, dude. I guarantee it. Between Brandon Ingram, Zion, um, those two, and then just a veteran leader, that team's going places. Oh, definitely, man, yeah. So, all right, man. Uh, I think that will do it for us. Um, just so we do have an update, the Lakers did lose, so the winning streak is over. It ended last night in Denver. So, um, Lakers went ice cold in the second quarter. So, yeah, they fell down <laughs> a peg. Fell down? Yeah, they fell down a peg. Um, also, speaking of falling down, he didn't fall down, but... He's out for a little bit. Anthony Davis re-aggravated his Achilles in his right um, leg. Uh, word is from Adrian Wojnarowski that he is going to be out probably past the All-Star game. Oh, that's not good, man. No. So hopefully he returns soon. But yeah, there's a two to three weeks possibly going to go ahead and let him sit beyond the All-Star game at this point. Uh, make sure he's as healed as possible. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens um, with that. That's why I'm hoping the Lakers go after Andre Drummond because we do need a better center. Unfortunately, the Mark Soule experiment's kind of gone a little sideways. He's he's yeah. not the defender he once was, and he's not scoring at a good rate either. So oh, man. It'd, yeah. be, it'd be nice to have Drummond because at least he's 27 and can give you 15 points, 10 rebounds, and some blocks. Yeah. So. We'll see what happens with it, man. We will definitely see what happens. Uh, so that's what the hope for is for the Laker fans. Come on. Right. <laughs> I'll give up Kuzma. Kuzma did have a good play, though. He uh, he put had a put-back dunk over, to, over the top of Michael Porter Jr. last night. It was pretty fun nice. to watch. He jumped right over him. If, he, if we get consistency out of him... We'd be so much better. But he's not. He's on a consistent roll right now, but then he'll stop at some point and, and it'll just drive me crazy. <laughs> well, I have a little more faith, brother. Trying. We'll see what happens. Trying. I really want another championship. I want to get to 18 before the Celtics do, damn it. <laughs> what the rate you guys are going, the rate they're going, we'll get there before they do. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Playoff, playoffs happen. can change things quickly. All right, man. Uh, so be sure to tune in tomorrow as we do some football NASCAR talk. We got a lot of things to talk about from a great race at Daytona. Woo! Oh, yes, baby. The wild finish, indeed, was oh, exciting. Yes. <laughs> Quite crazy, actually. It was. It was fantastic. Uh, and, of course, as always with the uh, super speedways, we had the big one. As you know, uh, if you know racing, the big one is referred to as the big wreck that usually takes out about 10 cars oh, yes. at one time. So we had the big one. It was really early, surprisingly, in the race. It was kind of weird that it happened so early. But, of course, we'll talk more about that tomorrow. Saturday, we'll preview Sunday night's pay-per-view, the Elimination Chamber. Oh, yes. That's going to be fun and exciting. Tonight, actually, on Monday Night Raw, if you weren't already aware, was the gauntlet match. I believe the winner of the gauntlet match was going to be the last one out in the Elimination Chamber. Ooh. So. Wait a minute. They, they play it like that now? Come on, man. <clears throat> well, yeah. You want to take advantage. 
You want to be the last one out. You don't want to be the first one out. I can tell you that. This is very true. I hope The Miz is the first one out, to be honest. (laughs) Me too. But yes. So all six competitors for um, the WWE Championship are running a gauntlet match um, on Monday Night Raw. Winner will be the last one out in the Elimination Chamber. So this will be very, very interesting. Yes, it will. Um, I don't think any big news is happening yet for SmackDown, so... If anything big happens on SmackDown, we'll also cover that on the preview show for the pay-per-view. And as far as we know about Edge, Edge is just kind of waiting to see where the pieces lie after Elimination mm-hmm. Chamber to decide what he's doing. Yep. As always, he is the ultimate opportunist, mm-hmm. and he's going to live to that name come Sunday. Yes, I think so. And I will make my prediction on how he makes that. No. Cool. I can't wait to hear that. Right. All right, sir. Anything else? No, man. I'm good to go. Just, you know, say a prayer for everyone going through, you know, all this weather. I mean, we're all going through it right now. Yes. You know, up north and in down south in Texas, everyone's dealing with cold weather. We're dealing with tornadoes. We're dealing with rain. Yeah. Um, I, I think you and I talked about it earlier, and I would rather be dealing with the snow than be dealing with tornadoes. <sighs> right, because at least we know we won't get blown away. We'll exactly. Because so. So. the wind could blow you. It's not that the wind is blowing. <laughs> it's what the wind is blowing. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I... Many prayers to everybody going through the hardship right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, May 2021 get better. Yes. And uh, we get through this pandemic and and move on with our lives. Yes, sir. Have a good rest of, of your night, and we'll we'll come at you again tomorrow. Yep, and we all hope you had a wonderful weekend and, hap- and a wonderful Valentine's Day with your significant others. Oh, yes. Valentine's Day was great this year. Yes, sir. Got to hang out with my kids. Got to hang out with my lady. It was nice. Yes, sir. All right, so that'll do it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep keep on on talking talking sports. sports.